Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliances Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from VMware industry analysts, partners, and executives from around the world. Today, I'm joined by Francis Chu, Vice President of Global Partner Engagement and Cybersecurity at Ingram Micro in Asia Pacific. Ingram Micro is a global leader in technology and supply chain services based in Irvine, California. Together, we discussed Ingram Micro's dedication to making complexity simple, the importance of identifying a bespoke solution for every customer, and how, as a trusted advisor, Ingram Micro connects its vast ecosystem of partners to deliver optimal customer outcomes. So Francis, welcome to Partnership Perspectives. It's just really great to have you join our podcast today. Oh, it's a privilege. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for the invite. Thank you. So Francis, I understand in your role at Ingram Micro as Vice President, Global Partner Engagement and Cybersecurity for Asia Pac, that you lead Ingram Micro's Advanced Solutions and Global Partner Engagement team focusing on kind of the new and advanced technology solutions in cybersecurity, IoT, automation, multi-cloud. Each one of those is a dynamic area of our industry, and we could probably do a whole podcast on just one of those, but we're going to try to cover all of that today. But could we start by having you share with us an overview of Ingram Micro's advanced solutions organization that you lead? the markets that it serves, and the importance of your partnership and relationship with VMware over the last few years? Well, through the organization with full subsidiaries, every country has an advanced solution organization, and that's probably the most important piece of our business as we get into more and more complex solution, as the customer and end user demands more and more of such bespoke and yet at the same time co-created solution. My responsibility together with my team in the APEC region is to ensure that we represent our key vendors like you into areas where we believe we can co-create a co-ecosystem to grow that complexity and business model in the respective region. With that, basically, we work with VMware aggressively. And VMware is actually a very key and strategic vendor. We started VMware about 15 years ago in APAC, and that has grown dynamically and aggressively. And if you look at VMware today, it's no more a point solution. It's a whole series of solutions that we can talk about later on, but we do partner with VMware across many of our regions in APEC. That's great. Thanks for that introduction. So let's dive in and talk about what's been going on in, in the market. And one of those big areas and trends that we see is all of the companies that we work with, whether it's customers, whether it's our channel partners, are starting to kind of inch back to normalcy although I don't think anyone will ever be normal again as all of the organizations that we've worked with. The pandemic has just embraced digitalization for speed and scale. We're seeing permanent shifts to truly digital workforces and just accelerating cloud and and multi-cloud and everything as service consumption models. I know VMware strives to be a trusted business advisor for our customers. How is Ingram Micro transforming to be poised to be a trusted advisor for your customers, which are typically partners, and to drive Ingram Micro's growth and gain competitive advantage? 
Well, if you look at the APEC region, it is probably the most dynamic and the fastest growing region in the world. And that will probably continue for the next 20 or 30 years. And if you look at the pandemic itself, it actually created a lot of interesting changes or I call paradigm shift. And in the very beginning, when the pandemic happens, there was tremendous amount of panic and there was a lot of worries about survival and companies that need to survive were very, very keen on looking at their resiliencies. Either is it operational resiliency, financial resiliency, and IT become very enhanced in terms of the criticality of IT. So you see organization really looking at IT, be it in the area of their data management, in, in, in their security, be it in the process automation. So it created a pause in many of the enterprise organization to really think very carefully what's next post-pandemic. And you can see that from this resiliency, companies are starting to get deep thoughts into where should they invest into the future, the new norm. And you see the work anywhere, work any place, the people and location centricity becomes a very key play because it's no more called work from home. And that's where organization like VMware that has very strong robustness in the way they manage from an end to end. And uh, you We'll look at where Horizon will play from a platform, how you get speed into and how do you get application, how do you provisions, all becomes very critical. So financial resiliency is important. And with this new norm, you see organization looking not just digitization for the sake of digitization. They're looking at how business model has transformed, how business got disrupted, both supply chain and the way consumptions are done. It's not about you go to the cloud or you go to a security, it's about What's total encompassing your survival yet? How are you going to thrive in the new one? So I believe that Ingram looks at those areas and Ingram finds ways in which we look at what the end user needs are today and in the future and how can we partner with both our vendors and our partners today and create or co-created solutions that are necessary and vital for the future. You raised so many interesting points about just the shift in some ways, this has been a, a tremendous, last two years have been a tremendous opportunity for IT organizations to be elevated or be moved out of the basement of companies and up to the business offices as so many companies have had to pivot and use digital transformation to create new routes to market, new ways to engage with customers, new revenue streams. And it has really elevated and given them a, a seat at the table, which as you're right, it creates new challenges for them, how to respond, how to think differently, how to be part of helping to make those strategic investment choices. You talk about some of the solutions that you're bringing to market that are a combination of the vendors that you work with and being a strategic partner for your customers, which are partners. Can you provide an example of what one of those solutions has been recently? What Ingram tries to do is look at the entire ecosystem. How do we bring the promise of technology of the people who created the technology to the people who sell it and use it? And it was very simple 20 years ago because you just move a PC from a factory to Ingram and Ingram ship to somebody else. But those are the days are gone because what you see today is where the end user needs are extremely different. So Ingram partners with eco partners like you and try to create scenarios or situation in which there is indeed an end user need. So for example, pandemic resilient workforce. 
that is not just about shifting a PC and a speaker to your house. That's about how do you get technology where VMware has technology whereby you have your different workflows, your different implementation horizon and the whole stuff of it. And more importantly, how do you get into a playoff where business model is requiring lift and shift of a multi-cloud play? So that's where Ingram get involved with both the hypervisor and organization like yours, plus the hardware organization to see where instead of just lift and shift, you're looking at the whole security connectivity. And that's where the whole technology of VMware comes into play in the enterprise class. You're talking about NSX, you're talking about vRealize, you're talking about how do you monitor, how do you provisions, how do you look at the entire platform. So it's not a simple buy-sell anymore. It's the ability to look at holistically and agnostically which is the best solution that fits the end user at the same time to elevate the reseller to have ability to be able to satisfy their customers need. And it's not easy because 90% of the reseller community in APAC are family owned. If you look at the Paratos, you can get big SIs today that are global that does a big chunk of it. But the traditional SI reseller in APAC is still a family owned still a small and medium-sized business and they will not have the resources or the ability to move as fast as what technology is trying to do. I mean, the speed of technology over the last five years is crazy. Yeah, even the last two years has been even crazier. <laughs> so Ingram plays a role there to bring that technology from you who created it, who is trying to stitch it from a, a build managed to secure and try to articulate it, try to implement it. And that's where we play a very key role, we believe, in this whole ecosystem. That's a fascinating data point that you share about the large number of your customers, which are small, medium-sized businesses, family-owned businesses. I'm sure that over the last couple of years, they also have been challenged to be in survival mode and figure out how they need to evolve their business models in the face of both the pandemic, which has challenged all of us to figure out how we work remotely with employees and challenge and support their customers in new ways, I'm sure they were challenged with revenue streams. I'm sure they're also a little bit challenged by the customer shift to want to, you know, we're increasingly seeing here, particularly in North America, I would love to know if it's the same in Asia, but the shift to everything as a service companies increasingly want to consume as subscription, as cloud consumption. How is Ingram working to with your customers to be able, or how have they worked with them over the last couple of years to help them manage their businesses through the, through the pandemic and the challenges they've had? And what is Ingram's perspective on how you are working with them to help navigate everything as a service, which is, seems to be taking over the world well, the educational part is extremely important. The financial modeling is also extremely important because there's always the question of custodian and ownership of a partner. I own this, but nobody owns anything actually. So it's, uh, it's how do you shift a mindset to end user trend and how do you survive or thrive in this organization? So what Ingram does is besides providing the education and the onboarding we provide, platforms for them to be able to execute. So for example, we started our cloud business more than eight years ago, and we had our marketplace in practically every country in APAC, except for Indonesia, which will come soon, and Thailand which come on board. We have a marketplace today that allow a partner to experience a subscription model, a fee-for-service model, 
And coupled with that, the financial modeling has also changed. So we work with VMware in the areas of your vSAN, your vCloud. So it takes time for that evolution because the whole ecosystem also have to move. But the acceleration has been aggressive. And that's because the end user will ultimately nudge the ecosystem to change. So you either adopt, adapt, and survive. And it's our job to make sure that we continue to go through that journey, understand the financial implication for both the partners and the end user and the vendors, and look at how do we put it into a more simplistic, try to make complexity simple. Sometimes it can be very scary when we look at all the passes, all the different modeling, and sometimes it can be very overwhelming. So going through the detailing modeling and more importantly is where can you capture other forms of profits? It could be in the area of services. It can be the, in the area of many other areas, collaboration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It truly sounds as if Ingram Micro is very much set up to be a trusted advisor to your customers, the partners you work with. You brought up two very important topics. One, marketplaces, which I absolutely want to talk with you about today. And Ingram has been leading in the area of marketplaces. But you also raised a very important point around services, which we are seeing as more customers are not just interested in consuming as a service. Overall, we're seeing this shift to all sorts of consumers and businesses. We just want to rent. We want to stream whether it's Netflix, whether it's Uber, right? We don't want to own things. We just want to use them. And we're focusing on the outcome, right? With the experience we want, the destination we want to get to. And I think that is also behind the shift to subscription. But that also means that we see a need for companies in having services delivered by their partners to help deliver the outcomes and the business outcomes they're looking for, not just to, to build infrastructure, how do you work with your partners to help them develop services practices? Think about building services aspects. Is that part of Ingram's role in being a trusted advisor to your channel partners? Well, being a trusted advisor does not only talk about telling the technology or passing information about technology. It sends the requirement of both the end user and the reseller. And with that sensing, you need to be able to provide the necessary technology assessment, which means the assessment of the end user environment becomes very important. The needs and one of the end user, both for their today or for their future. So the assessment and even the audit piece of what the end user really need, because in most instances, most people do not really know what they want. It is probably the apparent might not be true. Technology is so complex and you get bombed by it every day. So you really have to be very neutral and at the same time go through the whole assessment, the whole audit. And from there, you can look at, besides talking about a budget, you talk about what is the outcome. And from the outcome, what's the benefit and where's the gaps. And that's where the ability to have a very strong pre-sales team becomes important. And one of the things that we do is that in the APAC level, we have created a bunch of solution architects that can look at how do we integrate, how do we co-create with our vendors like you into the ecosystem based on different needs. Because different needs requires different technology because you either don't want to overkill or underkill. So these solution architects will architect together with our, our eco-partners vendors and try to make some simple areas in which 
that solution can be upsized or can be further enhanced. And with that, Ingram has also aggressively realigned our services organization to be more proactive towards all these areas of solutions. And at the same time, be very focused, but true partners. So at the end of the day, Ingram is a true partner, two partner, true partner organization, and we will continue to do that. So that gives a lot of confidence both to you as a vendor. It gives a lot of confidence to the reseller. And sometimes it's very important to tell the reseller too that they might not have the ability or capability to do their business. So addressability becomes very important because every partner say, I know somebody in this organization, but the days are gone. It's no more about trying to sell 5 PC, 10 PC. You are selling things that are critical, things that have a lot of risk to a company. So risk mitigation is also very important. So especially in the area of cyber. So that's basically what Ingram does in many areas. That's great. I'm reminded of the famous line from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. That's the impact of both our channel partner companies and IT organizations. Now, the role of technology has been elevated, which is having them deliver a greater impact for the business. But with that comes more responsibility, kind of more pressure as they're engaged in these business critical conversations. So it sounds like you're at the forefront of providing those resources and that insight to your customers. Now, I also understand that you just this last July launched a new micro APAC technology experience center, which opened in Singapore. Can you tell us about that, how that is helping you connect with your partners, what kind of experience does it provide and, and what role is it playing in helping to support and work with your channel partners about the strategic technology developments in the market? The technology experience was something that in the pandemic, when you are in the pandemic, it gives you a lot of creative juice. You can't fly everywhere and have meetings. You try to talk about solutions and to show and tell solutions are not easy because first you have to be able to integrate to make sure it works. And it's no more about let's put them together. You really have to go through the entire scenario, the entire burn-in, the entire assessment of those solutions. So... What we did was we created a technology experience center where it's modular, which actually was very focused on cyber. Because in the during the pandemic, even pre-pandemic and now even post-pandemic, cyber is the most critical, the hottest, and from a financial angle, the most fragmented business model because it's so complex. So we wanted to make things simple for people to understand that you should not be looking just at a firewall or at an endpoint. You should be looking at the entire ecosystem that cyber brings around, including cyber to the cloud, cyber to your data, and all the whole necessary regulatory and compliance challenges that you face with cyber. So by stitching a total ecosystem on, on the TEC here, we call it the TEC, we're able to draw partners all over the whole APAC region through a virtual discussion and the demo virtually. From a common platform, common messaging, common vendor, is very easy for all of us. From there, we create the necessary scripts. We can be a demo for one, demo for five, demo for 200. You can still use that. And from there, we have built, we are going to launch a, a open source center because the world of open source is becoming very relevant, especially in APEC. APEC leads the amount of open source implementation in the world by virtue of population because you see huge population in China. If you don't go into the container world, it's too costly for you to get into that business. So building a total ecosystem and uh, 
we have also built an entire VMware ecosystem in this TEC. Because it's very hard for people to understand without really looking at the stitching of the whole VMware solution. Because you talk about VMware, everybody talk about vSphere. They one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so they just please. But many people do not know the play in Horizon, the play in vRealize, and where do the whole modernization of data center will happen. Looking at what you have in Haptio and all the technologies that you have and all the secure piece of it, it's much easier for people to pictorially see it, feel it, and at the same time, go through questions and answers to that area rather than a PowerPoint presentation. That sounds like a fantastic opportunity to see the full breadth of the VMware portfolio. I think we need to start using it because you're absolutely right. So many people still think of VMware as vSphere, and they're not aware of the entire modern applications platform with Tanzu and how that can help companies cloud-native modern application development. They're not aware of the multi-cloud strategy and our whole management platform. It's a single lane across the different clouds. Our security business, whether it's endpoint security, SASE, SD-WAN solutions, you name it, we've got the full stack. We're certainly not your father's VMware anymore. So it's great that we have partners like Ingram Micro who are helping to stitch together and showcase the whole portfolio. You picked on security, and I want to talk a little bit about that because you particularly focus on that. And I couldn't agree more that the pandemic has, with everybody working from home, everybody working remotely, it has absolutely elevated the challenges that companies have from a security perspective. And I'm just curious how you are seeing this as a driver of growth for Ingram how Ingram is differentiated from some of your competitors in the market when it comes to working around security, and that is a growth market for your customers. So if you look at security, it's a very broad breadth of security. There's always this thought process that if you are a niche security distributor, you'll probably be more focused and probably be able to support the market better. It's true and not true because if you have an understanding of the data center, the world of the hypervisor, the world of hybrid, and the world of what the evolution towards a SaaS and PaaS model. A distributor like Ingram sits very well in its ability to place security and yet be able to tell both the reseller and user how security sits into the ecosystem, which part of security is critical, which part is secondary, and more importantly, how you evolve from your existing infrastructure to one. You are actually buying Stitch products without understanding your scenario situation or where we want to go. And that's where we believe in Ingram Micro that our ability to work with you, for example, in security, makes sense because we understand your build piece of Tensor. We understand your managed piece whereby you have all your SDDC, all that stuff. And we would very clearly understand how to get carbon black integrated, be it in the workplace, either to Horizon or be in the whole modern data center. And at the same time, we are able to tell you probably which is a better deal and which is not a better deal if you were to aggregate somebody else or work with somebody else rather than being on your own. Because it's a very few situation where you are homogeneous. Yeah, very few companies are homogeneous anymore. I, I don't think it exists. And complement different scenarios and different stage. And that's where we see our strength is 
in the security player. But obviously, it's a very heavy investment and we have committed to very strong investment in the last two years, especially the APAC region. We have put in solution architects, we have put in consulting, because in, in every security scenario, especially in the media and large size, it's no more about one size fit all. It has to be very bespoke because it really depends on what the environment of the end user is and where they want to go. Are they one that is going to live more to the cloud? Are they more of data residency? Or are they looking at the entire network infrastructure change to software defined? So there are many, many scenarios that our consulting arm, this add not as a competition to a reseller. It allows a reseller to bring Ingram in to partner. So the triangulation becomes very important. Now, the partner, Ingram, and vendor. And from there, you are able to synergize all the necessary technology resources, customer touch, to provide the right solution for the customer. So I'm wondering if beyond triangulation, there is a, another dimension, and I would love your opinion on this. We talk about this, I'm just going to say the specialization. Like Security is a very specialized domain set of expertise and knowledge, which is why there's great opportunity for Ingram Micro to bring that to your partners. Networking is its own domain, although we're seeing networking and security blend together in a lot of ways, but networking is a very specific domain. Virtual storage is a domain. Clouds and the different clouds. Then you add an edge and you add SASE. The breadth of technology, as you mentioned, is so complex that one of the things we're seeing is it's harder and harder for any particular partner to have expertise across the board. So there's a great role for Ingram Micro to play there. But I also wondering, you know, one of the kind of arising topics in the market is bringing complementary partners together for them to work with a customer. It's very, very sensitive because we know channel partners are very sensitive about sharing customer information and they see each other as competitors. I can name a couple of situations with some partners in Europe where we've seen them find their partner and they work collaboratively together so we know the model can work. Are you seeing that trend at all across Asia of different partners with different specialties working together? Is Ingram Micro looking at how you might play a role in connecting some of these partners? Is this a trend that you're seeing in your market? Well, we are seeing a very strong trend of a movement that is slowly moving from a linear play to a circular play. So from a linear play means you sell to me, I sell to that person, that person buys from another distributor, buy from another vendor. We're seeing more and more first ecosystem amongst vendor. We provide an ecosystem where VMware plays with the hardware vendors. For example, with Dell, with HPE, with Cisco, we work where VMware can sit on Microsoft and you can sit on the Azure or on AWS. So that already is an ecosystem that is inevitable. With that ecosystem, I will not call the bottleneck, but I will call the last point of contact is the reseller. So you are seeing more and more partners engaging. And our role is to make sure that we are able to bring partners together, ISV with a SI. Then you see the hybrid play between a telco, who is a SI, who is a data center. How do you work with them with the ISVs? So part of our role is to create the ecosystem, but it all boils down to an element called trust. And if the market is big and clearly more segmented, that trust element is easier to operate. There will always be a dimension whereby there will be some consolidation 
And from that consolidation, you see a movement away. I won't say a total disappearance, but you will see lesser and lesser reselling. You're seeing a more ecosystem to a SI type or the market becomes segmented whereby there are volume plays and there are complex play. And from the complex play, you need to have the ecosystem. You need to have, and you're seeing partners working with partners. It's very relevant and very obvious in a lot of countries in APEC. But they, you could, that takes some time to, to evolve, but we play a role in putting them together. That's for sure. So we're seeing not just complexity in the technology, we're also seeing complexity in the ecosystem itself with the ISVs, the systems integrators, the global systems integrators, their hosting and managed service providers. We can add those into the mix. And that actually brings me back around to marketplaces. And I'm curious as to your perspective. I think I've heard some people say that the marketplaces is the reseller model of the future, that eventually that will overtake the traditional resell model. And really the opportunity is around the merging of more of a systems integration focus and delivering those services for those customers that can deliver the outcome. What role do you think, and and Ingram, as you mentioned, has been on the forefront and pioneer in establishing that marketplace and now everyone is focused on marketplaces, hyperscaler marketplaces, the distributor marketplaces. VMware has a marketplace. We have work to do. It's the hot buzzword. From the years you've had in the industry and the insight you've had, what's your take on the role that marketplaces are going to play in this ecosystem? You look at pandemic, how we buy, even as a consumer, has changed dramatically. I never bought anything online until the pandemic. Now everything is online. So you see that shift of avoidance, fear of risk, fear disappear because there was a necessity and that necessity become habitual and then become a business model. So obviously you'll see, and you see in Asia whereby B2B consumption is picking up B2B2C or B2C. And I believe that model is going to stay. And I believe marketplaces has appeared either through a distributor, a vendor. There were a lot of awareness but no scalability. Once scalability reach, experience are there, ecosystem are there, comfort is there. I will believe that will be a very strong alternative model moving forward, especially in Asia. You look at that model in China, which is the biggest B2C, B2B transformation. And I, I believe the technology has also allowed the ability to harvest, analyze, and predict data. That technology, AL and MI, has also created a big shift into intelligence. And that automation and the fight for IT talent is really real in APEC. It's really real, I think, in every part of the world. So (laughs) you're not immune to it. (laughs) Cost escalates, margins are the same. So people have to find a way to find a more automated more effective way to operate. And educational levels has increased dramatically. And you see that change. So it's a, my personal view is, is here to stay. It will grow, but it will not be a total shift. There will be still different OMI channels and customer are different. And especially in Asia where relationship, intimacy, people to people, cultural are all keen and governments are also fearful about data residency. So it's not that simple as you can cross border overnight. So it will probably be very local, although some can be very global, but it's still very local and it has to be adapted to the local needs. That's how I see it. 
That's great. Thank you for sharing your perspective. It's uh, some people are, I've heard marketplaces referred to as the Wild West, right? It's another area of unknown. So those of us in this business, we're trying to understand from all the experts like you, what do you think as we're all trying to figure out how to play and how to use them as every, you know, we're rewriting the rules of the game every day. And I'm sure it's challenging for your partners. It's challenging for our customers. It's challenging for us. So I appreciate you sharing your, your perspective on that. I wanted to bring up the fact that a couple, was it last year, a couple of years ago, VMware, as we've looked at our transformation for what we're calling our Act 3, as we are evolving our business to be focused on multi-cloud and apps to pivot our business to be SaaS and subscription, because that's rooted in where customers want to buy, we looked at our entire distributor landscape and we looked at which distributors were the right ones for us to work with around the globe to best position our future growth to make sure that we were were set up for success to adopt to all of the changes and the trends that you and I have, have talked about in our conversation. And Ingram Micro stood out. We've been longtime partners and uh, Ingram Micro was one of the, the key distributors that we prioritized in terms of continuing to work forward in the future. What do you think were some of the key success factors that ensured Ingram Micro stood out among the distributor landscape and your competitors? And what do you think at the end of the day really differentiates Ingram Micro in the market? I think what stood out was we need to stand up because VMware is such a dominant technology player in the market. I mean, it's like you're not having Louis Vuitton in your department store. So we have to have you in our portfolio. And in order to have you, we have to make sure that you recognize or we align to where you are going forward. So it's not about we trying to flog a license for vSphere. It's our ability to invest and work with you on things that you want to grow, especially in the enhancement of your managed area. We put a lot of effort into your SDD, SD-WAN, your value cloud, because we believe that was a very good acquisition and something that can grow into different space. And we look and we believe that we have to invest into area in your workspace. VMware have a very strong technology that can link back to the virtualized play. And obviously, heavy lifting will come in in looking at where you can integrate with us with our hardware vendors. So we look at areas in which we can look at your vSAN. And obviously we have to experiment with you with all your cloud models where it was premature, but we believe it aligns pretty well. So there's a lot of thought process that went into the whole RP is what can we do with you better on what you have? What should we be doing to grow and enhance the area that we believe will give us the future pipes with you? And that's where we believe we stand out in the sense that we do not look only on today. We look at what we have to do with our core vendors like you for the future. And where do we find ways in which we can both scale, monetize, at the same time, create more synergy in the whole marketplace. So the personification and branding between VMware and Ingram is extremely important. That's where we believe what partnership is all about. It's not about today, it's about how do we move that journey with you. And I believe that journey has been an extremely good journey and that journey should continue with the technology that you have. I think it's clear given the trusted advisor status you have with your partners, 
how you're investing in your capabilities, technology, resources to position you with your partners, providing that technology insight, investing in resources like the the tech virtual center really is evidence of how Ingram is differentiating itself and is a very, very strategic partner for us going forward. So we're excited about what lies ahead for both of our companies working together. But Francis, I want to close out today with asking some questions for you. I mean, you're a very respected technology leader in your country, across Asia, within Ingram Micro, the channel and the technology business. And from that perspective, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your perspective as a leader. What I wanted to start with was, what is the best advice you've ever received? I'm a very type A person, highly competitive, very impatient, can be biased or critical. So I have very good coach in my younger days and they always tell me one very important statement. They always tell me, Francis, not everybody runs as fast as you. The world doesn't run at your speed. You have to adopt to the speed of the world. And by the way, because you don't run so fast, you tend to be able to understand rather than being understood. So I believe that was one of the best advice I got because I always get into trouble. So that's a good advice that I got. I love that. If I got that right, seeking to understand rather than be understood. I would say I think you picked a perfect industry because for someone who likes to run fast, we work in an industry, I think, that's encouraging all of us, Francis, to run faster every day. So I think you're right in the, in the right spot. But that's a great piece of advice. Over the last two years, as you've been locked down in Singapore, as we've been locked down here, what's been the most essential piece of technology that's been critical for you to function and operate over the last two years? I used to be a very old school guy. I have to be in the office, first in, last out. The Asian ethics that you have to be in early, last out. You have to call physical meetings. You have to go for dinner and drinks to be able to build the report. They are important, but I realize you can actually, with technology, operate anywhere, any place. So the work any place, work anywhere with the present technology of collaboration tools and the security and the resiliency that VMF products it actually allows me to communicate. And I don't have to fly seven times a year to the US. I don't mind flying twice a year, but it helps to a certain degree, better productivity. And also it gives you a certain resemblance of balance in your life. I've seen my kitchen more often than I've ever seen in my entire life. So I love it. Could you share a book that you're reading currently or a podcast or an interesting source of information that is particularly valuable for you these days? For my work, I normally don't read books. I have the Harvard Business Review to keep me updated on the business trends. I read The Economist to get me into the social political landscape. I go into LinkedIn, China, Asia to get all my IT updates because there's so much of it online. And I read about four newspapers, three to four newspapers a day. So that I'm a hard old school newspaper guy. So... Real newspapers. You are an old school gentleman. <laughs> Very old school gentleman. Okay. So I try to understand the socioeconomic political situation in the market we serve. At the same time, I try to get the management staff from Harvard and some of the other papers so that it gives me a, a better feel of the ground. But books that I read, I read art books and I read history books. I'm a history and art buff. So. Oh, I love that. 
Okay, what's your latest history book that you, I was a history major in college and wound up in tech also. What's your latest history buff book? I'm reading now is by Harper. Uh, it's a uh, conflict in Asia. I can send you the, the cover. It's about all the anti-colonialism, anti-imperialism, all the, the fighters for independence in Asia for the last 200 years. Uh, so it's quite interesting about, because in Asia, most of the countries to a certain degree are new. So that's the latest book. It's about 700 pages. So it's a long, a long track. <laughs> that's a meaty read, 700 pages. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, thank you for sharing that. All right. Last question from where you sit with so much exposure from all those information sources in those, in those newspapers, but looking at all of the different trends across our technology landscape, what do you think is going to be the most disruptive technology in the next three to five years? Many people use the word disruptive, but there is actually no disruptive technology. It evolves. So you always see people, but what is changing is not technology per se. It's the way consumptions are happening. Physical banks are moving to digital banks. Governments are moving to e-governments. So you see embracement of technology in every facet of our life. And that is a, a very big disruption. And technology becomes a very important tool or very important aspect for countries and organizations to compete. So in order for you to be successful as a country, to grow your GDP, get out of the middle income trap, you have to invest in technology to be able to leapfrog. So you see that leapfrog and you see Asian countries obsessively investing a lot in technology. And, and that's the reason why I'm very optimistic in the APEC region because besides the big population, you have highly skilled, highly educated and they're embracing technology so quickly. So you see that leapfrog. So in terms of disruption, everybody has different evolution. You see languages that are used from age to smart age, but at the end of the day, it's still age to... So it's how you position it, but the core requirements of data, security, the requirements of being able to be cost operationally effective. These are all technologies that is trying to make it better, analyzing the data better, trying to be more predictable. We will be talking about the same virtualization 10 years from now, because it's how fast, how quick, how cheap, but how much more efficient it is. But it's still virtualization, so it won't go away. All I can say, Francis, is it's a good thing that you like to run fast because there's so much acceleration, so many technology developments, there's so much embracing of it, and there's just so much promise in our industry. And it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, to hear your insights on the market, the trends from so many different perspectives. Ingram Micro is very lucky to have you on board. We're very lucky to have Ingram Micro as a partner. I think we're very well positioned together to help our joint partners flourish and uniquely and for them to help their customers along the way. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the invite. It's a privilege and honor to be invited by VMware. I'm glad we spoke and it was fun. Thank you so much. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I was particularly interested in Ingram Micro's commitment to simplifying the complexity of cybersecurity by opening the APAC Technology Experience Center and enjoyed learning about its unique role in shaping new areas of profit for its partner ecosystem. To learn more about VMware, please visit VMware.com 
And to connect with Francis, you can find him on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Remember to subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit partnerexecutiveedge at vmware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thanks for listening and hope to see you next time.